This is Transistor.fm. This episode is brought to you by ProfitWell.com. As a SaaS business owner, you have things that keep you up at night. How's churn? Is revenue going up or down? Are we on track to meeting our goals? And, you know, these are questions people have. And the way to get answers is to quit looking at Google Analytics. Look at an analytics package that understands revenue. And that's ProfitWell.com. You can sign up for a free account and let them know that we sent you. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind-the-scenes story of building a web app in 2019. I'm John Buda, a software engineer. And I'm Justin Jackson. I do product and marketing. Follow along as we build Transistor.fm. Right when I was doing that ad segment there, uh, my mouth just dried up, like just all of a sudden. And I was reminded of uh, this conference I just went to in Calgary, Pod Summit. There's uh, one of the, the first speaker, Andreas Schwabi or Schwab. Uh-huh. <laughs> he actually talked about how people don't say his name right. Now I just butchered it. But Andreas, uh, who's a former broadcaster, gave us all these incredible kind of broadcasting tips for, you know, being on the microphone, writing a good outline for your podcast. Really, really great stuff. And the one thing he said is only drink water because ah. everything else. So, what did I do right before this call? Is I ordered an iced Americano. And Oof. that just, yeah. and so I'll, I'll, I'll drink some more water. But <laughs> if, if you hear somebody with a mouth that is too dry, or you hear someone with a really squishy mouth like this, that's really squishy. Eating a, eating a mouthful of crackers. Uh, that, or sometimes it, that comes from drinking sugar water, because then your mouth produces mm. all this extra saliva. I always get really thirsty after eating ice cream. Oh, Yeah. And I don't know if it's the sugar or the milk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. We, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> can someone Google that for us? If there's any scientists out there. <laughs> yeah, if there's any, any lactose scientists, <laughs> send us some info. Oh, man. John, you and I, I've eaten the most ice cream of my life with you when we were in Portland and we went to uh, Salt and Straw. Right. And you guys all ordered the small ice cream, and I ordered the large one. I think, yeah, I was. I always kind of, in the back of my mind, always think that the single scoop's always going to be bigger than you think. Yes, yeah, it it's so true that I was I was like I hadn't even had dairy in a long, long time, and so then, <sighs> and they pack like extra stuff in that, you know. It's like that was like the 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 maple nut moose meat. Extravaganza or whatever. <laughs> so there's all this extra stuff in the ice cream, weighing it down. Uh, it felt like I ate 20 pounds of ice cream. Yeah, you might have. Incredible place though. That salt and straw. It's good stuff. That's the one place in Portland that keeps delivering. I guess we shouldn't bury the lead for too long, John. Yeah, I uh, have a thing. To announce that I've been. Well, what's the what's the top? Is the topic going to be John's big announcement? It could mean so many things. It could mean you're pregnant. 
It could mean yep. like there's, it could mean, um, you're like the net you're on, um, uh, dancing with the stars. Yep. There are so many possibilities. You've just released, uh, a new diss track, uh, <laughs> against Eminem. My new album is dropping. <laughs> yeah. None of those are, none of those are true. So what's going on? What's the announcement? So the big, the big announcement is that I have uh, left my full-time job. Oh, my God. Which is kind of huge. And it's a, yeah, it's a thing I, I have been sort of, I don't know, reluctant to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, is kind of a big deal mm-hmm. for myself for and for Transistor. Mm-hmm. Let's get into this a bit. So, so yeah, I... Um, I'm leaving, uh, for those who don't know, Cards Against Humanity, Black Box, um, which are kind of tied together as, as a company. Mm-hmm. I've been there for over five years. Wow. Which sometimes seems like forever ago and sometimes not that long ago. I can't, it's, it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. But, but I, was, I checked um, the first Git commit for the Cartoons Humanity web store that I worked on initially, and that was February tenth, two thousand fourteen. Wow, so it's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, You've invested in a lot of relationships there. Yeah, a lot of good people. Um, I've worked on just a ton of different types of projects over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't just e-commerce. There was like the really weird silly uh holiday stunts we did that you know turned out to be actually great benefits to a lot of people and raised money for certain causes and um there's like a bunch of cards against humanity like science scholarship stuff that we did to raise money for uh providing full ride scholarships for um, women in stem oh cool and uh there was like a weird phone system i helped build via twilio where you could call into the our the card's phone number and get this like choose your own adventure of it was supposed to be a support line (laughs) but really led you nowhere and so we had like a handful of people like do all these really nice voice recordings from like the either the company or the comedy community who like wanted to participate (laughs) so So it was like press one if you're this and that and then like just all sorts of random stuff. And then the last, obviously, um, couple of years I had been there uh, was primarily focused on Black Box, which was this e-commerce and fulfillment service mm-hmm. that shipped and sold Cartoons Humanity, but also a bunch of other companies' products. So Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of weird from my perspective because I realize, like, you had this whole life there. Uh, but of course my, I never worked with you at cards. And so my experience with you is just like working on transistor and, you know, hanging out at conferences and, you know, doing other things, but I've never been with you in that context. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, when we started transistor together and you were still working full time, I knew that that was like still a big part of your life, but you know, for me to see that inside that box was difficult, but this is a big part of your life. And I, I imagine that leaving anything that you've contributed that much to is not an easy decision. No, not at all. Yeah, it took it took a while to actually make the decision from I'm trying to think like when I actually 
I mean, it was always sort of the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not, not maybe not initially when I, you know, when I started Transistor when with before you were involved, like mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't always the plan, but like after a while, when you saw some amount of progress and you know the revenue was growing, and like it was some somewhere it spring in the spring or somewhere around there, where I was like, it's you know maybe it's it's time to like really seriously think about this and really sort of struggled with it for a while and yeah you know talked to uh one of the guys at the office initially about it and just said like this is what i'm thinking and um you know i, I don't want to like surprise you with it one day yeah uh, so you were but, you, you were kind of being transparent for, for, yeah. for a while saying hey you know this might happen this might happen. Like, here's what I'm thinking. Like, it could go, could go this way or that way. I could leave. I could stay on as a contractor. I could take a break and come back in a few months. Like, all those things were sort of on the table. But mm-hmm. ultimately, it just felt like a better idea to just leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, give Transistor my full attention and kind of see what we can we can do with that. But but yeah, it was it was tough. Um, it was tough leaving, making a decision. It was tough telling people mm-hmm. just because I have, I've worked with so many different groups of people within the company on various projects and like, um, you know, sometimes for months at a time and closely and yeah, like everyone's been amazing to work with. Uh, it was a really great group of people there. Yeah. But, but I, I couldn't really give it my full attention anymore. Like it was really split between that and transistor even though you know i was at the office and doing work it was mm-hmm. like my mind was sort of like constantly pulled towards transistor yeah and uh you know it'll be a it'll be a change day to day it'll be a change financially it'll be a change just with like how i schedule my days um so i'm not entirely sure what that's gonna look like but um yeah. Sort of sort of sort of in in progress, I guess. And you know, I've I've done I've done that before. I've been in that position, um, but never mostly as a contractor, never really as like building a building a SaaS company that was actually doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's been so interesting to be partnered with you because I remember going through that transition, but for me, it was probably back in, you know, back in 2014 was an initial one when I started contracting for Sprintly, and then 2016 when I went kind of fully independent. And I do remember especially leaving Mailout because... That was like my first software job. Like even though I felt like I was ready and I'd been kind of, you know, looking for other opportunities and uh, it, it's still hard to leave a group of people you've been working with for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it becomes a family. I mean, you see those people every day Yeah, for a large portion of the day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's almost... Also, uh, 
I mean, whether we want to deny it or not, like our workplaces, especially workplaces that we go to, these really do become kind of our our families. Even though I, I, I've I've kind of been one of these anti corporate family hmm. uh, people. Like I don't want my company to be my family. Right. Um. In some ways, you can't avoid it sometimes because that feeling of I'm with these people every day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's a weird feeling, especially when you know that it's probably time to move on. Like you've done kind of all you can do there. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a difference between being content. Like right now, I'm really content with the work I'm doing. I feel like I'm being pushed just enough. I I like my lifestyle. I think that's fine, but there's all there's this contentment that that's kind of like, you know, it's past its expiration date. Like you <laughs> you you have you're just sit, you're in a place that you're just not doing your best work anymore. You're not being yeah. challenged, and it has nothing to do with the people you work with or anything. It's just like it's just time. To- yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah, I just got to a point where it was time, and like I, you know, like you said, I wasn't. I wasn't doing my best work. I think, you know, in some, in some way, I think it affected transistor negatively too. Cause like, I just, you know, I, obviously I'm excited about, I was always excited about transistor, but like you, you finish a day of work and you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Like some days were just like, even if nothing really went wrong, you're just like so mentally drained. Yeah. And I mean, that was a common response we would get on the show Sometimes people who are listening out there know mm-hmm. us better than we can know ourselves because they're kind of intimately, they can hear our voices and, you know, the way we express ourselves. They can tell when we're high energy or low energy. Yeah. And and they were saying, man, John's starting to sound a little bit <laughs> ragged. <laughs> a little rough around the edges. And, and yeah, but it makes sense Yeah, that yeah. you would be... You know, you were in the here but not yet, stretched between two realities, and it's 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 hard to, to when you're making that jump. Derek Sivers has this great blog post called "Change Careers Like Tarzan," <laughs> and the idea is if you can picture Tarzan swinging through the jungle, he swings and he's holding on to one vine, and then still holding on to the. That that vine, he swings and he grabs a hold of the next vine, and that's when he lets go of the first vine. Okay. And the idea is like, don't just like swing and let go of the old vine. Like, <laughs> hold on to the old vine, make sure the new one's right. good, and then yeah, there might not yeah, there might not be a new one there. That's right. <laughs> Which is like e- yeah. every slapstick comedy ever. Yeah. But I I think what's what's maybe where that metaphor loses some of its new or the nuance of that is sometimes you're holding on to both vines but you can't let go of either yeah and they're just str- like they're stretching out like the stretch toy whatever yeah yeah the, 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 the stretch which stretch one are you talking about are you talking about the wrestling one i think so yeah it was wwf stretch. stretch uh wrestlers is what i'm but there's stretch arm stretch stretch armstrong stretch armstrong stretch armstrong yeah yeah, yeah okay so stretch armstrong Look this up, folks. Is a large gel-filled action figure first introduced in 1976 by Kenner. See, there was Stretch Armstrong, 
And then WWF came out with the Stretch Wrestlers. Mm. Okay. But, or, well, unless Stretch Armstrong was a WWF, no. Man, I think we should, we just need to start a toy podcast because we've brought up toys a few yeah. times. But yeah, st- stretched out like Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, no, I, that's a good analogy. I mean, I think in the end, that's certainly what I did. You know, you think about it, you think about it uh, for a while and like probably could have happened earlier. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, the time was right and. Mm-hmm. It's it's exciting. You you um, you mentioned earlier that you we we got to a point in transistor faster than you thought we would. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I like we talked just a couple shows ago about you know our predictions for whatever how long would it take to get to the revenue we're at now, basically, and it was like mm-hmm. five years as opposed to one or one and a half. Yeah. Uh, and really, I you know I didn't didn't expect to be able to do that so soon. Yeah, and in some ways, I think it made it harder because we were going. F- if it, if we had grown slower, it would have been like okay, well we've got you know ten or twenty customers, and this thing just kind of putters along. But when you have hundreds of customers that you need to take care of. It really is hard to ignore it because it is, yeah, yeah, and it got it got to a point in a size where like really I couldn't. It just kind of demanded my full attention. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, uh, and there's a lot, you know, like I said, I th- think before, like there's lots of things to do. There's lots of things I've started that I haven't been able to finish. Mm-hmm. They're just in like various states of unfinishedness that I'm just catching up on and. Mm-hmm. And trying to sort of, uh, you know, pick a way at that'll make, you know, things a little bit easier down the road. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was tough. It was, um, I'm not, I'm not really good at difficult conversations like that. Mm-hmm. Like I certainly avoid, you know, tough, difficult, confrontational conversations. But uh, in this, in this case, like I really sort of felt like I was letting people down by leaving mm-hmm. and like, Leaving something that was sort of like unfinished, but people always tell me like, "Well, you can't really think about it that way. Like, no one's going to be mad that you're leaving." And but those feelings are real. I I totally understand that feeling of, you know, they're depending on me, and because we know what it's like when we take a vacation, and you know, you kind of tell the rest of the team like, "Okay, you know, you you folks kind of help me, you know, take care of this while I'm gone," and you know that they're going to have to work a little bit harder when you're not there, right? And so you kind of feel bad. You're like, oh, shoot. Well, okay. But it's it's only for a couple of weeks. But then when you know you're leaving for good, I think you have this feeling of like, oh, well, they'll, how will they survive without me? Yeah. And right. of course, they, they are, people are fine. And that, and that feeling goes away after a couple of days. Yeah. Like, uh, they're fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, the one good thing about this is... That practice of having difficult conversations is something that we just, I'm, I'm just like you, like I am not good at <laughs> difficult conversations, but lately I've been, whenever one of those comes up, I try to really lean into it and go, okay, now yeah. I'm going to do it. 
and just practicing it of saying, I'm going to have the difficult conversation now. Yeah. Is way better than just saying, you know, putting your head in the door and going, all right, I'm out tomorrow. See you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, uh, it's easy to ignore them. It's like my, my son, we're going on this hiking trip and my little son, Liam, he's nine years old, switched to a new school this year. Really hard. You know, it's hard switching schools. And, uh, but he start near the end of the year, he's finally started to get a group of friends that he likes. And he was so excited because one of them invited him to his birthday. But the birthdays while we're on this hiking trip, I was like, well, Liam, you're just going to have to tell him that we're, we already have this trip booked. And so you can't go. And he just did not want to have that conversation with his friend. Like for him, that's the end of the world. <laughs> that is too embarrassing too awkward, too shameful, too like I'm going to, he feels like he's letting him down. He feels like he's being mean. He feels like, and you know, I was encouraging him to say, you know, you can have this conversation. You can go up to your friend and go, I can't come to your party. I really wanted to, but I'm going to be on vacation. Just thinking about all the stuff you got to practice, like you've got to, it takes time to practice that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to, yeah, you work up to it. You can psych yourself out pretty easily. Was it hard talking to your team? Because you have people that you actually supervise. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, I think you can always sort of think about worst case scenarios and like people are going to be like, wow, oh, man, I'm so mad at you. And like, you can't do this. You can't leave. Um, none of that. Yeah. None of that happened. None of that happened, but it was still hard. I mean, it was, you know, I had to sort of like, set a meeting that with like this weird ambiguous title and be mm-hmm. like product product meeting about some product stuff and then just be like i have an announcement i'm leaving and then you know people were at sort of various states of like surprised or just like shocked or like yeah you know happy for me but also like whoa that's kind of big yeah and you know some amount of like worry about like what's going to happen and this and that but um, you know, I think ultimately everyone was, everybody was good about it, um, and supportive and like kind of, they understand. So I think, you know, if given the same opportunity or be in the same position, I think, you know, they would do the same thing and have the same support. Yeah, totally. So, you know, uh, you know, left on good, good terms. Uh, I think welcome back in the office, you know, to to work or to record you know they have recording studios and stuff like that so yeah and honestly without them like you wouldn't have been inspired to build transistor in the first place it's true they yeah it was a big that was a big motivating factor and like i can't forget that Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah certainly we've benefited like a lot of our early customers came from yeah kind of the friends of cards network you know there's a lot of people there that are creative and are making shows. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, you know, there's still that, I still have that network. Um, I think there's probably an opportunity to get maybe some more of those people on board now that I'm, now that I kind of don't feel like I'm crossing streams, I guess. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, yeah. There's no conflict of interest there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've, I've sort of avoided talking to some people who have podcasts who are not using transistor and like i don't want to pester people but i don't want to be like well since i'm here and you're here let's get you on board yeah totally um, totally 
So, well, congrats, man. I this is this is a big big step. It is. Yeah. So what I mean, you know, I, we've obviously talked a lot about it, but like, what is like, what do you th- what do you think? What do you think it'll mean for the the company? What like what benefits or like I don't know things to watch out for? I can't wait to answer that question after this ad from Redash. <laughs> Yes, folks, redash.io. I hope you've been checking them out because you can get 50% off for the first three months by just mentioning that you came through Build Your SaaS. It's a tool that allows you to supercharge your SQL skills. You know, there's no complex tooling to master. It's just you and your data. And if you've had a hard time figuring out, you know, how do, how do I query this data or, you know, how do I run this report? It's all right there in Redash. And again, every time I mention it, people seem to go, oh, yeah, I use that. It's like one of those tools that's like a, a best kind of best in class tool for folks that uh, use SQL. So go check it out, redash.io, and let them know, hey, build your SaaS the podcast they sent me and you'll get 50% off for your first three months. I think one thing that is always kind of strange to think about is people dream. And I, I have dreamt of running my own business for a long time and I've run different types of businesses along the way. And then, you know, this dream of transistor came along and at the beginning you're like, you're both hopeful, but you're also, you don't know if anything's going to happen. And so it's very surreal getting to the point where you go, whoa, this is, this is a thing. Like now John's quitting his job. We're partnered on this. We're running, we're running this thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I, I think there's, on one hand, I want to just be like, it's not a big deal. Like, this is just what we're doing, and we're just going to do our the best we can, and we're going to enjoy the ride. But on the other hand, there is kind of all these emotions of, I can't believe we're here. Yeah, so I think that's part, like, every time something new happens, like, every time we hit a new milestone, it's kind of like, oh, well, now John's quitting his job. Well, I guess we're here now, aren't we? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's... It, catching up emotionally, honestly, it's one of the benefits of doing this podcast. I was trying to tell folks at this conference I was just at, like I said, even if nobody was listening, I would still want to do this show with John because it's almost there's something about the microphones and recording this and ha- the weekly time slot and the fact that we have to do it. You know, we're having a real conversation, but it's also there's an element of performance in it that's strangely healthy because you know we have to talk about real stuff sometimes it feels like in this context i can bring up hard stuff that i wouldn't be able to bring up if there was no microphones does that make sense it's true yeah and i yeah i would agree with that i don't really know why that is (laughs) there's we got to come up with a therapy name for this like there's some sort of (laughs) there's something about this have you had a time to think about it what what are you thinking your weeks are going to look like now i mean it's going to be it's going to it's going to be uh well it'll be a lot different i mean it, <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it, it's going to be i think tricky to balance things out i it's been a while since i've been in this spot 
Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a pretty good mix of like really heads down product work and building building features, um, which obviously I've you know been doing, but it's it's sporadic. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the biggest change is just going to be like the amount of time I don't have now to just like think mm-hmm. about stuff. Like, and you know I think we've talked in the past about the time constraints we have because we're not doing this full time mm-hmm. and how it's actually been pretty beneficial. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't really know how that's going to affect things. I mean, it, I personally haven't had a lot of time to just be like really like big pie in the sky, sort of like brainstorming yeah. in a while. Yeah. And I, and I miss that. Yeah. There's a weird thing that ha- we've mentioned this before, but like before you launch, it's like everything is a dream. Yeah. And you're just dreaming about what you're going to build and you're getting to think about it at all. And you're going, oh, we're going to add this. And then, but then you launch and then it's like, you're just bailing water, you know? Right. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's so many things we want to build and we have in our, in, in Clubhouse that we want to build and work on that it would be easy to say, I'm just going to code for 40 hours a week. Yeah. Every day for like eight hours straight or whatever. But I mean, that's not, really doable or healthy i don't think yeah i don't think that's i mean that's not what i want to do really it's like i mean you could think of it as like uh well if i'm not coding i'm wasting time but really it's not Mm -hmm. at all it's just part of the whole process of planning a thing and i would say that's part of the culture we're developing is that because we seem to be in alignment on that like and and in some ways i think it's because of the constraints we had i think it's also partly because you're just naturally more thoughtful and um, you think through things more than I might naturally. And now I've been able to see the benefit of some of that, of yeah. of just this. And, and clearly there's a threshold here, but I want to explore this one side first, which is, you know, the idea that we would just grind and hustle and like make it happen and just be kind of on the hamster wheel. Come on, go, go, go. I, I don't think that's beneficial for products. I think yeah, products no. benefit from thoughtfulness. And yeah, exactly. We've almost developed this philosophy of wait and see that I found I have found really interesting as a product person where, you know, you get 20 people requesting the same thing and you're like, okay, we should build it. But then you mm-hmm. just wait a little bit longer and then more kind of details emerge. And then you wait a little bit longer and... Clearly, there's a threshold. You can't ex- just do that exploration stage forever. Right. But in terms of like having a chance to think and get your bearings and look at it from and almost turn away on it in the back of your mind and then execute on it if you feel like it's the best course of action, I think that's a huge benefit. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I, I think there's been a number of times where we well, where we have or where we could have just jumped on a thing and built it mm-hmm. quickly. The waiting period, I mean, you may end up not building it or you're going to end up building it entirely differently. So the example I sent you today is when you wait and see, we got this email today from uh, like an ad tech company about all the features they would want and almost like all of the due diligence they would want to do mm-hmm. if they were going to go with us. And this was really around dynamic ads. Yeah. And I sent it to you and I said, like, do we, do we want more of this? <laughs> yeah. It was a really like, 
detailed explanation of what they need and a lot of stuff that we don't have or we'd have to add or change and it would be so much work to give them what they needed. Yeah. And, you know, so that's been interesting as we weigh, you know, because it's almost like you open up, once you open, I don't know what the, the, the saying is, but like once you open something up, it's hard to put the lid back on. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, being very conscientious and careful about what what things we open up because then it's like okay that well that the cat's out of the bag now like we can't we can't i guess we can't put that cat back in the bag yeah <laughs> um and yeah, on the flip side you know i was thinking about something that initially i was really kind of hesitant about which is private podcasts like adding more features to private podcasts yeah and you've been kind of pushing me and going hey well what about this and the more i've thought about that i've been like man there is because at, at first i just saw only two possibilities like this enterprise solution or this kind of low-end solution we have right now but now that i've got all of this customer Right experience, I can see that there's this middle option, and I've actually been able to talk to people about it. Like, you know, what exactly do you want? How are you solving this problem right now? How have you solved this problem in the past? What else have you used to do this? And I have a way better sense of where people are at. And now I can see this middle road we could take with private podcasting. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, I think that's a definitely a good example of the kind of wait and see. Because yeah, we you know we we get re- requests for different like private podcast features all the time, and like I know you follow up a lot of times, and you're like, you know, what are you actually looking to get out of this? Which you know, generally we get good feedback, and just sort of adds to the the inputs that we can use to kind of kind of think about like how do you how can we build something that like solves 80% of these problems or, or just maybe, maybe, you know, if once we have time to think about it, it triggers something entirely new that you're like, you just didn't think about before. You're like, Oh wait. Yeah. Yeah. This one thing, this one thing might be possible because of this other thing that it was like, you think was unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you just need to churn away at that stuff. Again, you, we couldn't wait and see forever. Eventually you do have to act. Uh, like, I feel like that with the marketing site now. Like, I just feel like we've done enough waiting. We just got to get something up and it won't be perfect at first, but I I just want to clear that off my plate. I feel like right. the exploration phase is done. Yeah. But the but there are features, like even getting the, some of this, like you ask them, okay, well, you know, what does that actually look like for you? And then you get to decide do we even want that business? Right. And I've appreciated, I think, this perspective you and I have brought. And I don't know if it's because we're older or just because we've been lucky and enough to get have enough business that we feel like we can do this. But, you know, there's definitely been some customers that are in the past, I would have been I would have been so desperate, you know, like, can we pay by check? Mm-hmm. And I, these days I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that that would add so much work to us. Like, what would that mean? It's almost like if we say we're going to accept checks, it means we have to hire another person. And, 
we had a, one of our agencies ask us about this. They said, you know, we have a client that wants to pay by check, wants to pay you folks by check. And uh, I said, well, maybe you should, you folks should just charge them by check and then you can, you know, you can use your credit card with us. And they're like, yeah, we don't really want to do that because it'll add too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay, well. Yeah, I, neither do we. <laughs> I, it, it, it just, it's helpful to feel that stuff out. Yeah. And, and to be mindful about all of this. Kind of related to that. And, and I guess the marketing side and just sort of like, what did you say? The, exp- the exploration phase of that? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a thing that I have had almost no time to really take on and dive in. Is like an exploration phase into even like a new technology. Mm-hmm doing the same thing I've been doing for years and like haven't really had the opportunity to just like sit back and like learn something new for a couple of days straight and like dive into documentation just be like mm-hmm. you know this this tool m- might be useful for us let's like really like kick the tires and try it out mm-hmm. so I'm really looking forward to that and those are going to be the days where like you know I probably answer support emails in the morning and just like not actually working on the product but i'm working on something that will benefit the product yeah i mean honestly that's a lot of my day right like yeah and it's that sounds great <laughs> like i say that you know when people ask me i say well i work i spend about 80 percent of my time focused on transistor but honestly if you look like here's my day i bike down to my office park my bike go to the coffee shop have some conversations there, you know, meet up with some people. I'm usually at my desk around 9.30. Answer support email, uh, which can take, I mean, if it's a busy day, that can take 9.30 till noon can be support. But if it's not a busy day, you know, I might be done a bit earlier. And then the afternoon is almost always, okay, what's something creative I can do to drive things forward yeah, but it's not in a in a way of, you know, like if you're working for a big corporation and you got to have something on your screen that makes it look like you're working or something. It's in the way of like, <laughs> I'm going to go live right now and just ask somebody to explain view.js to me. And then I might do a two hour live stream and then be like, OK, wow, OK, I, I really figured some stuff out. And that might be my whole day. And then like answer more support email in the afternoon and go home. But that, yeah. And that stuff, you know, those, those expiration live streams you do, like they, you know, they plant the seeds or whatever, lay the ground or whatever metaphor you want to use for stuff down the road that you don't even know is coming. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, yeah, like sometimes it's exploration or sometimes it's actual execution. Right. And I think the point is, is that I really like this cadence of having both in my life and it just feels mindful. It feels like having the freedom to read a book on design thinking and think that was time well spent. Yeah. And I used to do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's been a while since I've been able to. I'm excited because I think for definitely for product people, I think our 
ability to be mindful, our ability to slow things down and have space where we think of nothing, have space where we are researching, you know, maybe it's just spending all day looking at uh, like Japanese architecture. Yeah. And yeah. I think we've we've been fooled by honestly by like rigid industrial complex systems that say yeah. like no you got to be at your workstation but we're creative like it, this whole economy is creative now and how are you going to get a good idea how are you going to have an interesting thought how are you going to connect disparate findings if you're not giving yourself space right i think that's definitely super important so um, i'm i'm excited for you to figure out your cadence i think yeah yeah me too we've already got experience with working the way we work right now i think one thing that'll be interesting is because like the immediate thought is i have is could we work together better i don't know exactly what that means i don't either i mean we'll certainly have the opportunity now to like like live code together mm. or whatever mm-hmm. or just like I, you know i'm sure there's a lot of apps on where you could like you know sketch stuff out online and just like yeah plan things that way i mean we don't we don't really have any planning meetings like we don't do calls for that i mean we did we did plan out a big feature in portland that we still haven't built and that was that was good it was, but that was the the one time we've done that in recent memory. Otherwise it's just like you lay some, some bullet points on a, on a list and like you kind of just go for it. Yeah. I think having eventually having some sort of sense of like six week iterations Mm -hmm. or, and we tried that before, but it was just really hard while you were working full time. Yeah. I don't, we didn't really stick to it. And honestly, I think it, it will take some training because, you know, I'm, I'm very, I, right now I'm used to just kind of like getting up and then, you know, thinking about, okay, what am I going to do today? Which is a good way of working, I think. But on the other hand, it's nice to also have a general direction where you're steering the ship. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll be kind of the next thing that, that we have to figure out. For me personally, as I sort of figure out like, you know, where I'm working, potentially who I'm working with. Mm-hmm. You mean like co like in a co-working place? Or yeah, something? yeah. Yeah. Co-working like the, you know, the thing that I've left behind at cards and black box is like a team of people who are a lot smarter than me in certain areas. Mm, yeah. So I, I, you know, I lose that direct like immediate access to these people I can learn from. Yeah. And having sort of worked there for that long, I kind of like lost touch with that community in Chicago of like people, mm-hmm. which, you know, I sort of now have to like work at kind of reestablishing and getting back in touch with some people or like finding a community online. But like that, that's the part of the thing that like I need to figure out, you know, pretty quickly or I'll just become a hermit and never see anyone. <laughs> yeah. I would actually uh, love to talk about that next week because okay. I feel like I figured out a really good system that works for me 
in that area. Uh-huh. And that leverages both local community and online community. Yeah, I mean, I, I've really largely like left the online community as far as, you know, interacting on Twitter or any these other, you know, I don't know, there's private, private, you know, develop engineering communities and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a thing that I'll probably slowly get back into. Yeah. I'm just making a note. How to work independently. Yeah. Without going insane. Without going insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, we're writing great headlines. <laughs> well, I think we should button this one up. Uh, again, yeah, this is big news for us. Yeah, it's exciting. It's uh, yeah, big for us. It's a huge, huge change for me. We should, uh, just because I know sometimes they listen, we should let your parents know that you know, we we are going to pay you some. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that John will be okay. I'll be all right. Though your mom could still send you like uh, lasagna or something. That wouldn't. Yeah. you wouldn't. You wouldn't be opposed to that. Not at all. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh, let's give our patreons a shout out. Uh, yeah. Who do we have to thank this month? Uh, we have a lot of good people. So yeah, thanks to everyone for supporting the show and making it possible. Um, we have Colin Gray, uh, from Alitu, right? Alitu.com. Alitu.com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh Smith, Ivan Kirkovic, Brian Ray, Miguel Pedrafita. By the way, I butchered that name last time. I tried, I, I, oh, no, really? I tried it like four times. I was really <laughs> missing you. <laughs> Sorry. And I like Miguel. Miguel's a good, yeah. I, I know him from online, but yeah. I cannot say his last name. <laughs> uh austin loveless simon bennett Corey haynes michael sitver paul jarvis and jack ellis uh dan buddha my brother dan buddha.com oh yeah we're doing a we're crowdsourcing what kind of podcast dan should start okay i said he should do i don't know why (laughs) i said he should do one on the muppets (laughs) he does like the muppets oh That was a good... It's just a good guess. Good guess, yeah. Okay. You could probably do that. Well, Dan, hey, Dan, if you decide to start a podcast, we will give you a free account. So you know who to contact. (laughs) Any Muppets, Muppet or something, Legos or whatever related podcast. Yeah. I mean, I would listen to a good Muppet podcast. Yeah. I don't know if there are any. There probably are. You could do do like a deep dive on Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of opportunities there. History of puppetry <laughs> podcast. The the history of Muppetry, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, Darby Frey, Samori Augusto, Dave Young, Brad from Canada, Kevin Markham, Sammy Schuchert, Dan Erickson, Mike Walker, Adam Devander, Dave Junta. Junta. It was also sad. Not, I had to say Dave Junta by myself, and oh, it was just kind of sad. Didn't have the same effect. No, the joy of the Junta is having someone else say it, <laughs> and then you repeat it. <laughs> right. uh, Kyle Fox uh, from GetRewardful.com, and our sponsors for the week, ProfitWell and Redash. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Uh, last week, I got a lot of replies from people who listened all the way to the end. Nice. If you're listening to this right now, just tweet us and let us know where you're listening from. 
uh, maybe a few thoughts about the episode. Love hearing those. You will hear us next week. Podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash Justin and get 15% off your first year.